and welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. This, this is going to be awesome. I tell you what, I, I think I'm more excited about the school building than all of you. It's, it's just, uh, anyway, I'll get to that here in a minute. I want to thank Pastor Steve and Kay for having us. It's always an honor. And uh, your pastor and Miss Kay, they honor Dorothy and I so much that sometimes it's, they embarrass us. With they, they won't, you know, no, you're not going to pay for that. No, you're not going to do that. Can I do something? No. Just be blessed. But I did talk him into saying, hey, listen, I'm going to go over there and help work that school. And he said, okay. So we've been together working at the school, loading up. What is that? Lemon juice and sugar and Dorothy and Miss Kay went, got a bunch of sugar, those two ladies, and unloaded it. And I thought I was amazed. I think, you girls did this? Yeah. So there they are. I, I tell you what, they had they said how hard it was pretty hard pushing that cart full of sugar. And uh, but we we've been having an amazing time. I tell you what, just been been um, been to the ark and the uh, Creation Museum together, and, and uh, Dorothy and Miss Kay totally humiliated Steve and I in a game of sequence. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. But Steve redeemed us last night. He won that game, whatever it was we played. I'm going to talk to you this morning about covenant. It's going to be awesome. And uh, you're going to see your part to play by covenant with the ark. I, I, I'm so excited about this. I met Pastor Steve at Andrews at a golf tournament. And we were on the same team. And so that's how we get, got to know each other out there on a the golf course and everything and and uh, Pastor Steve asked me, he said, would you be my pastor? And um, I said, well, let me pray about that because here's the deal. To be a pastor to a pastor, and I have a pastor, Bob Nichols, I don't know if any of you know, but precious man of God. And Dorothy and I are considered a couple of his kids. And, um, but I... See, if I'm going to be a pastor to Steve and Miss Kay, then I have to enter into a covenant. And that covenant requires all of me. 
and Dorothy. To be committed to do whatever we can do to strengthen them, encourage them, build them up, maybe correct a little bit, but not that much. I tell you what, Steve and I have such a great relationship, Pastor Steve, and, and I come here and there's a lot of things he does that just, it just uh, blesses me and changes some things in me. So we, we, iron sharpens iron. So there's a lot of things that Pastor Steve does that, man, it, it brings a correction into my life. And, and I'll tell you this, if you ever at a place where you're not able to be corrected, you're just living in yourself and not humility. So anyway, I prayed about it and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I want you to, to do that. I want you to be his pastor. So I agreed and it's just been awesome. It's been awesome. And um, because see, when you make a covenant, it's not a contract. I got to show you the difference between a covenant and a contract. A contract is you go buy a house, you buy a car or something. And so what you do is you negotiate. Okay. I want this much from the house. Well, I'll give you this much. Well, no. And so finally you, you, you kind of negotiate back and forth and you come to a deal. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll sell you my house for this much. Okay. You sign a contract because you've come to an agree, an agreement on something. That's a contract. That's not covenant. God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. He makes covenant. And so then we, it's not negotiable. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a covenant. It's not a contract. It's not negotiable. It's a covenant cut with the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you and I got born again, we entered into that covenant. And when we entered into that covenant, then we became subject to all of the covenant promises. You see what I'm saying? I didn't negotiate with God. I my heart was convicted that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And that savior happens to be the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so I humbled myself, cried out to God, and he saved me according to his covenant promise. So then I entered into the covenant of salvation. You see what I'm saying? And so when you enter into a covenant, that doesn't mean now I'm in a covenant, now I can make a contract with you. A lot of Christians do that. Oh, I'm saved. Now I think I can have a contract with my God and I can try and talk him into doing what I think he ought to do because now, because see, you, now that you're in covenant, you don't enter into contract. You don't negotiate the covenant that you just entered into. The terms are already made clear. So you enter into the covenant and you get to enjoy the covenant promises. And the, the Christians, that because of pride, don't walk in the covenant, you're forsaking your own mercies. 
Well, I'm in covenant. I'm born again. Praise God. I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. But I'm going to do my own thing. Well, you just forsake your own mercies. Because now the covenant promises that you entered into can't operate in your life. Because you're doing your own thing. Born again, okay, you're saved. Yes, praise God, you're going to be with the Lord. But there are covenant promises to heal you, to prosper you, even as your soul prospers, to bless you, bless your family, bless your coming, bless your going, strengthen you, make you like Jesus. These are covenant promises and when we, through pride, decide that we're treating that covenant like a contract, okay, now I'm saved, but, see, then you forsake your mercies. You, you, you don't get the wonderful, awesome blessings of the covenant promises. Am I making sense? So I've got to talk to you about covenant that you entered into when you got born again. And I'm going to bring to you by the word of God, by the spirit of God, I'm going to speak as an oracle of God. You say, well, that's, that's kind of bold, isn't it? Well, that's kind of a lot of humility. Because if I didn't believe God was speaking through me, I don't have nothing to say to you. Amen. <laughs> But if I happen to believe that the scripture says that when we preach, we're to speak as an oracle of God, then I believe that the Holy Spirit's in me, speaking truth through me so that you can walk in that truth that he's bringing to you. Amen. If I didn't believe that, I could just go be a worldly motivational speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm Papa. I am honored, Dorothy and I. <laughs> we are honored to be called grandparents to this house, to all of you. Let me show you how covenant works here. Pastor Steve and Miss Kay are so humbly submitted to Dorothy and I that I have to be very careful not to take advantage of that. But when I walk in here by covenant, I am now Pastor Stephen Kay's servant. I'm Pastor Bob's servant. I'm Pastor Craig's servant. I am your servant. So I come in here under the authority of the pastor of the house. If, if Pastor Steve said, I want you to get up there and teach on whatever, I'd do it. If he'd say, I don't want you teaching on that, I wouldn't teach on it. I know a lot of pastor friends of mine and prophets and whatever they call some of them. They'll go into a pastor's house and the pastor will say, you know, I don't want you to mention this. And, and, and they'll mention that. That's wrong. 
That's wrong. Pastor Steve gives me liberty. He says, no, whatever the Holy Spirit speaks, that's what I want you to say. So I'm here as a guest, but not just a guest. I'm here as a grandparent <laughs> to make sure that Dorothy and I come here to support the vision of this house because it's God's vision to do everything we can to, to support Pastor Steve, to support the leaders, to support you, to make sure that I come here not with my agenda, but come here to strengthen the vision of this house. That's covenant. And so this morning, I have a great word from the Lord to show you that the ark is a miracle from God. And what your part in that miracle is. That awesome? That's going to be good. Turn with me to uh, uh, Hebrews 13, 20. This is the blood covenant that our father cut with us through his son. It's an eternal covenant. I probably either speak this, think it, read it every week. Because everything I do in relationship to my God is according to his covenant. So I every day, almost every day, at least three, four, five times a week, I, I speak this covenant because I'm in agreement with it. And I want to make sure everything in me, that there's nothing in me that's in disagreement with it. Does that make sense? So if you want to know how to walk in the kingdom of God, I'm going to show you. Because it's a covenant. And when we someday stand before the Lord to give an account for what we did in his covenant... I want to make sure that I did everything as much as I could according to his covenant. Does that make sense? Yes. So when I stand before him, I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. I don't want to hear him say, well, <laughs> well, because <laughs> you see, there's things written con concerning your life and mine before the foundation of the world in Christ Jesus. And by covenant, God said, when you get saved, now you can walk in that which was prepared for you. Yes. So I walk in covenant. When I walk outside of covenant, I'm walking in my pride. I'm walking in what Rich Van Winkle wants. The old Rich Van Winkle, by the way, he's dead. I'm a new creation. Whatever happened to me, the old me didn't happen to me. So I'm free to walk in the covenant of who I am. And you've been taught that. So I'm good news. I don't have to lay a foundation. But I want to read this covenant to you. Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, 
by the blood of the eternal covenant. Now, here's the, now I want you to hear the covenant promises because it'll work in your individual life. It'll work in a corporate life. And today I'm here to speak about you as a corporate body. You're a body. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ, now, let me finish here. I know you believe, praise God. <laughs> I'm glad you believe. <laughs> but let me finish what I'm asking you what you believe in, okay? <laughs> How many sitting in this room believe that Jesus Christ, the head of the church, has called you to the beloved church, this local body, that the Lord himself has called you here. How many of you believe that? Good. Now, then you are just as called as Pastor Steve. He's the head under Christ. But the, Jesus, his body, which we all are, he needs hands, he needs feet, he needs arms, he needs internal. He needs each one of you to do your part to make his body, which you are, complete. In fact, the scripture's plain about this, from whom Christ, through the body, when every joint, every ligament, every part person is operating according to who they are in the body, the body then builds itself up in love. So you're called and you will answer for that calling because we have to have one another. We're not complete without each other. I know my position in the head as, as a small head under Christ, but I also know that if this physical body was just a head, nothing would get done. It has to have shoulders, arms, legs, hands, feet. And we all know how, how sad it is when someone is either crippled or maybe loses an arm or a leg or something. We know how sad it is when part of the body doesn't function, right? Well, the body of Christ is crippled if you don't function in the part of the body of Jesus that he's called you to function in, in this local body. It cripples the body. So if you're a hand, be a hand. If you're a foot, be a foot. If you're a shoulder, be a shoulder. You see what I'm saying? Because everybody in here by covenant is a member of the body of Jesus Christ. And there's one body, but there's individual members, and each member has a specific purpose. Amen? That's why Paul compared in, in 1 Corinthians 12 there, he talked about the body. Can the ear say, I don't need an eye? Can the eye say, I don't need? No, we need each other, but we need you to function. So if you're just as called here as Pastor Steve and the other, then you are responsible before God by covenant to do what he sent you here to do. Does that make sense? Because yes. you won't answer to Pastor Steve. 
You don't answer to me or Pat. You answer to him. You're his body. Our position as leadership is to equip you, build you up so that you can be successful in the ministry. That's our job, to equip you, to strengthen you, to do everything we can to make you successful in what God's called you to do. Am I making sense? So it's not a one-man show. It's a covenant. We're members of Christ. We're the, uh, we're the, think about this, church. We're the presence of Christ on earth. My wife has a great teaching on that. We, the church, we, the body, we're, we're his presence on earth. He operates in and through us the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? So each one of us then, you all, I think almost all of you lifted your hands. Jesus Christ sent me here. Then you, by covenant, are responsible to do what he sent here, you here to do, which then builds this whole body up in love. Now, that's awesome. We need all, we, I don't care if you're a little finger or a little toe. How many of you ever stubbed your little toe? It has the attention of the whole body. I mean, you're grabbing it, you're hopping it, and you know, I stubbed mine one time and it stuck out that way. That's not a good situation. And I couldn't say, well, I don't care. It's just a little toe. Now, I'm in severe pain. I'm in a big hurt because that little toe is not doing, it's going the wrong direction. If you're a little toe and you're going a little direction, you're hurting the whole body. And God's not a, a, a respecter of persons. There's different responsibilities. As, as pastors, teachers, we, the Bible's clear, we have a greater judgment in relationship that we've been given the privilege of helping develop your souls. So if I'm preaching a false gospel, I have to answer to God for that. That's a great responsibility. But that's covenant that I take seriously. Because what I say, if it's not God, can damage his body. And whatever I do to his body, I do it unto him. You hurt a member of the body of Christ, you've, not done, it to, you've done it unto him. He takes it personal. So you've got to be very careful. That person sitting beside you is someone that the blood of Jesus purchased. And that person beside you is a part of his body that's here to help you be what you're supposed to be. That's pretty good. God is a good God. But now watch his promises. He said, here's his promises through the eternal blood covenant that he will equip you with everything good so that you may do his will. The Amplified says that he may adjust, equip, perfect, and put you into proper condition with every good thing that you may do his will. The word adjust means to regulate for proper functioning, to bring to agreement. Think about that. It's God himself. If you, here's the point I want to get to, and I want to illustrate it. 
Number, thing, number one thing according to the blood covenant that you must know is his will. Yes. Now, once you know his will for your life personally, and, and, and I'm not just necessarily talking about calling. Do you know it's his will to prosper you? Yes. It's his will to heal you. It's his will to fill you with his spirit. It's his will to take that word and, and conform you to the image. Those are all covenant promises for all Christians. But then there's the individual. What, has, what is God's will for me in my personal life in fulfilling his call on my life? See, we all have the common, we're all, the, the, the promises of covenant are for all of us generically. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? But then, there, then, then as an individual, there is a perfect will from God for your life. And God promised if you will step into his will, he will give you everything you need to fulfill that will. You got it? Now, I want to talk to you about the, the covenant that you have entered into with the ark as a body. No, that's just Pastor Steve. No, it's God. Given a vision through Pastor Steve. And by the way, since you have said you are called just like he is, it's your vision too. Amen. So, Dorothy and I, in 1999, we moved into facilities that we're in today. But I'm going to show you how we got there according to the, the covenant of God. I never pray for finances. I never ask God for finances in my personal life or in the life of the ministry. Why? Because by covenant, God says, if you're in my will, I'll provide everything you need to make sure it gets done. So all I have to do, Dorothy and I, and I teach my elders and my pastors is, what is the will of God? This is his will. Okay, let's do it. So we were renting a building, a Xerox building. It was a really nice facility. A little over $8,000 a month lease. I think it was $8,200 something. So in 1999, they, uh, our landlord said, next year, in 2000, your lease is going to go up to $10,000 a month. That's a lot of money. Listen, $8,000, a little over $8,000 a month was a lot of money, plus utilities and everything. We were spending over $10,000 plus a month just to be in that building. Well, so we, were, we knew then we had to find a new lo location. So we were praying about it and walking through and spying out the land. You know, we'd go look at this. We had a realtor and all this stuff. Well, so we decided, well, what we need to do is go to the bank and see what kind of loan we were qualified for. Now, don't get bent out of shape. Well, you're not, you're not supposed to borrow money. I'll tell you what, there are times when you have to borrow money. I don't care what you say. Let it soak a little bit because I want to smooth it out. I'll smooth it out for you. Very few Christians are at a point right now that if you had to go buy a car and pay for it, you couldn't do it. So what do you do? You get a loan and you make car payments. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not in debt until you miss a car payment because you signed a contract. 
I'll give you so much money a month until my car is paid for. That's a contract. That's not a covenant. That's a contract. But you're not in debt to that contract until you don't make a payment. You see what I'm saying? So at that point, we didn't have uh, a lot of, <laughs> what will we have? A couple thousand bucks <laughs> in the bank. So we, had, we went and said, okay, what, what, what do we qualify for so we can see what we're looking at? And we went to the bank and we qualified for $800,000. So, okay, we're qualified now for $800,000. So we're looking. And the pastor, that was a pastor of the facilities we're in now, I was, he had, we had like kind of monthly pastor's meetings and so we're pastors gathering. He, he took me outside and he said, he said, Rich, I haven't told anybody this, but I'm going to sell these facilities and I want $1.2 million for them, but I'll sell it to you for 800000 <laughs> He didn't know I was qualified for $800,000, but God did. So I'm checking this off according to covenant. So the next thing I do, tell the leaders, and on Sunday, I took every member of the church over to the facilities and we sat down on the bench outside and the people are looking at it and they said this is it some of them said this is our home this building's ours 100% check one we're in the will of God we're in the will of God now God's obligated to pay for that building by covenant. Because he said, I'll equip everything you need to fulfill my will. Now I know it's his will. Dorothy and I and the leadership, we know. And, and all the congregation, we know this is the will of God. Okay. Pastor Byron told me he'd sell it to me for $800,000. Okay. This is in June. We're qualified. So we go to the bank, and the bank says, we're going to loan you 700000 because you have to come up with 100000 of the 800000 This is in June. We had a couple thousand bucks. And by September... We had to have the $100,000 or the deal's off. Covenant. God, you've given us this building. So thank you, Father, that you're going to provide for it. Long story short, September, we sit down, sign a contract. They have $100,000 cash. God brought it in. And he brought it in. 75% of it came in from people that didn't even go to the shepherd's house. God spoke to them. We didn't. Now, I think Dorothy and them, they did send out some letters out to people that we have been in covenant with throughout the years and just said, we're doing a building kind of thing. So here, check number two. God said he would provide, he provided. 
Now, here's what I want to show you something. We have one, two, three, four buildings. The first building, first two buildings were built in 1968. The sanctuary we're in was built in 1972. No, 1978. The gym was built in 1982. So what I'm saying, we got old facilities. The ark is old facilities. And I can tell you this, we had to do a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> but we were grateful. God, check two here, covenant. The $100,000 came. Praise God. We had a 15-year note. I think in 10 years, we paid it off. 10 or 11, somewhere around in there. We had a mortgage-burning ceremony. Totally paid the building off. We are totally debt-free to Shepherd's House. During the COVID, you know, everything's supposed to be bad. God spoke to we have a, We had a parking lot that it had chuck holes in it so bad that a, a little VW Beetle could get lost in it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, it was bad. We had a lady fall and she break her wrist and Jan, her ankle bad, but she fell. And so we came together as leadership and said, you know what? I believe it's time. I believe it's God's will. We've got to get this parking lot done. People are falling. It's, I mean, chuck holes and everything. And so we came in agreement. Number one, God, is it your will now to do the parking lot? And we all knew in our hearts, yes, now's the time. How much is it going to cost? Total cost, $170,000. It's all paid for. We didn't borrow a dime. Paid for completely. During the COVID we needed a sound system. I mean, th ours was pretty old by that time. We put in a $30,000 sound system. Totally paid for. Why? Covenant. Covenant. And the one who paid for it doesn't even go to the shepherd's house. They heard online, they're friends of ours. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty wealthy, but we didn't say anything to them. We just... So they send a $50,000 check and say, we, don't want, we, we want you to pay for the sound system, but we want to give you some extra money so you can do whatever extra you need to do. Isn't that awesome? Because see, we knew something. We're in the will of God. Now by covenant, he by him own self has said, now I will supply what you need to make sure that you can do what I give you to do. All right. So we get home from having a great time up in uh, Kentucky, I guess. Is that where we were? We were been in like four states. We went through like three or four states in one day. Man, that was awesome. So I can tell people I've been out ministering four different states. I see Pastor Steve and I went up there Thursday night and a lot of you guys and girl ladies were there and, and was open the we was unloading the big fifty-two foot 
trailer and we were helping do that. I did a little bit at the time because my wife said, I don't want you lifting anything heavy. Well, I did, but don't tell her. So I'm there, I'm excited. I'm like a kid with candy. I'm serious. God, you gave us a school. Was it trashed? Yeah. So what? When we moved into our facilities, <laughs> listen, folks, there are a lot of things. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't want to go into the details. But it took blood, sweat, and tears to get some things going right. But we were thankful. God, you fulfilled covenant. And so I'm in there. I'm, so I, I take a little walk, and I go to the gym. It reminded me when I was younger, there's a balcony up here. You, you, you got to go over and see it because it belongs to you. I'm going to say it again. It belongs to you. It belongs to this body of Christ whom Pastor Steve is the head. And we have to have arms and legs and, and we have other. We got to have the whole body. So the ark is yours, ours. I'm taking some ownership of it. Praise God. Dorothy and I planted a seed for the ark. A financial seed. But more than that, man, I stepped into that gym and I'm like, oh my gosh. I see volleyball, basketball. You go into the kitchen area, you see fellowship. You see a brand new kitchen because the one that's there is gone. <laughs> it's not there. But I want you to hear these words. You've got to hear what I'm saying to you. By covenant, it's already there. Amen. And by covenant, it's going to be better than what was there before. Amen. It's covenant because God now has provided I'm, I'm going, through, I go through all the classrooms and I go upstairs and there's Miss Stacy and I walk in there and she's getting her room ready and I just stood there and she saw me and she's coming up and give her a big hug. But all of you that was working, Mitch and all of those, Mitchell and Pastor Ron, all of you, they were, you ladies, Cindy, all of you, you were just, I mean, they're carrying big boxes out and I'm saying, can I help you? No, I got it. Okay. I walked through all the rooms and believe me, some of them are a mess and some of them still are. But guess what? Let's take the land. This has been given to us. So take it little by little, like we did the shepherd's house, the buildings, and they're, they're beautiful now. And we still have things. We got, he got a gym with four great big air conditioners on top. There's a lot of things we've had to do and still do, but God always provides. But the point I'm trying to say is I was excited and I still am. Why? Because God gave that to us. You say, well, why didn't he give us a brand new one? I don't know. He decided to give you that one. 
Amen. Why didn't he give me a great big multi-million dollar uh, uh, sanctuary? And I don't know. He gave me what I've got. I love it. And I take good care of it. And this place is a place of excellence. You drive up and look at this old building. It's beautiful. And that, when, you're, when God is through, through you and I at the ark, it's going to be that way too. Despise not the day of small beginnings because the latter is going to be greater. And so I'm walking through there and I'm not seeing the mess. I'm helping clean it up. But when Pastor Steve and I went there Friday night and we came back Friday after, Saturday, Thursday night, we came back Friday afternoon, world of difference. Because why you have been there cleaning and sweating and like Pastor Steve said and, and, and working hard and, and church, God has given that to us. And I'm going to include myself in that if I'm going to be a grandparent Papa's like what their children have. Right? So I want to tell you, God gave that to us. And by covenant, do you know what it cost to build a facility like that? You paid peanuts for that thing. And the majority of it works. Right? have water fountains and electricity and so Pastor Steve and I went there last night and Mitchell and Pastor Ryan was both still there I'm glad they were because they helped us unload a bunch of sugar and, and juice and there's two stoves in there now hooked up ready to go they're not commercial but they're two stoves that work the fellowship hall was cleaned out. The only thing there was one of the tables. Isn't that right? And when we first went in there, you couldn't hardly navigate through the place. There was so much stuff. Look what you've already done. I'm going to say this to you. By covenant then, God is going to make sure that you have everything you need to make that ark first class. And like Pastor Steve said, man, you go over there every Sunday. You can go play volleyball. You can go to the, the, the uh, cafeteria area and hang out and have food together and break bread and play volleyball. And, and I mean, you've got to be, just begin to see with your eyes what God has given you. And then to say, praise God. Now I'm going to do my part in Working with the ark. Now, that's not the only, that's not the full thing of this vision, but since it's a part of the vision, it's a part of you. We're in covenant. You see what I'm saying? We shouldn't be saying, well, why did they, like Noah's day, you know, well, the ark up there, well, I don't believe Pastor Steve and leadership, and it's just a dumb old run-down building. Shame on you. I'm going to say this to you. I want you to hear it. You're out of covenant. Because if you're in covenant, and you are, you said you were, you were sent here from God, then you ought to say, thank God, I've seen part of the vision of this house fulfilled before my very eyes. And 
you precious teachers, Mitch, all of you, man, I, you know, you're sacrificing your time and, and financially you're not getting, you know, retirement type money. <laughs> I had a guy in my church, Waltz, was in our church for, he was one of the elders and everything and they retired. And, but anyway, when Walt came to work, he was making a six-figure job. I mean, this guy, he was making bukus of money. And the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to go and I, I want you to take off of Pastor Rich everything that he shouldn't be doing so he can do what God called him to do. He quit his job. He came to work. And in the beginning, we only paid him like, what, $300 a week or something, $1,200 a month, I think. He told his wife, he said, Chris, and by the way, these are the parents of, of, of uh, Nikki Wachinski, Weller. These are her parents. But anyway, so Walt told his wife, he said, this is what I'm going to do. So probably a year from now, we'll probably have to, we won't be able to afford our house. We'll probably have to move into an apartment. But this is what I'm going to do. And she agreed with him. Guess what? They never lost their house. They bought another house that they want. Wasn't brand new, but it's a great, another great house. It's one they, they loved. He's got a brand new pickup. He told me not too long ago, I don't talk to him very often now, but he said, Rich, I'm paying that thing off this year. So there they are in the house of their dreams, new cars, because why? He stepped into the will of God and God by covenant says, Walt, I will provide everything you need. That's, that's covenant. And man, he was my... Just to say I love him. <laughs> Like Dorothy and I love you. God is by his covenant. It's faithful to fulfill everything you need in your personal life for the will that God's called you to. But now this is a corporate uh, covenant promise sitting right over there. I don't know how many miles away from here. Let's take it. You're already doing it. Classrooms, I think Tuesday school opens and some of the classrooms are already ready and, the, and, and uh, they're cleaned out. And uh, so church, you're going to take it little by little because there's a whole lot there. But by faith, I already see it done. You're going to have a better walk-in freezer. You're going to have a better... Uh, commercial stove, you're going to have everything, everything that was there is going to be better. You say, how do you know that? Because I know my covenant promising God. Man, I'm excited. I mean, I really am. When I walked in that building, I was like a kid with candy. 
I was. I was walking through all the rooms, watching all of you work, and then I was helping carry things out, and and uh, because I'm, I'm here as a servant, and uh, I'm telling you what, you are blessed. So by covenant, we will see all those precious young people taken out of Satan's rule through evil and people and come to a safe place. Do you see the vision? Because it's part, it's yours too. So let's go to the second part. You see the first part is always guaranteed. All of this is always, always guaranteed. Now, here's the good, second good news. This is covenant. This is the father. He says, all right, I'm going to equip you with everything you need. All you got to do is be in my will. I'm obligated by covenant. I will take care of it. Then he says, I will be working in you that which is pleasing in my sight. He said, I'll be working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. But this is the father saying to you, now you're in my will. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to provide everything you need to fulfill that will. And, oh, by the way, I'm working in you. That which is pleasing to me. Father's in here working in this. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because it's all the while it's God working in you. What do you mean fear and trembling? God, you're in here. I fear you. I honor you. And Father says, when we were there at uh, the creation, and did, how many of you have ever been there? And you look up, what is that called? A praetorium or whatever it is? And you're looking up like this, all this. And all I heard Pastor Steve saying was, wow, wow. It's showing you the immensity of our universe. And the God who created all of that is so personal that he's our father. And Jesus is our brother. The Holy Spirit's our friend and comforter. God himself who created, and still Jesus, the head, he holds it all together by the word of his power. He's in here, working in me what's pleasing to him. So by covenant, all I have to do is let him do it. And understand by covenant, it was his idea to do it, not yours and mine. And here's what I've learned. I'm learning. What the father works in, he also works out. The old man's dead. You know that. Amen. He was crucified with Christ. And he's our biggest problem because our problem is not sin. Our problem is self. But when we walk in humility, we're no longer walking in self. I'm walking in the fullness of God. I'm walking in the life of Christ. I am his life. He is my life. We are one. Think about it. Father, he's in here. And I don't know about you, but he's had to work some things out of my life. 
He said, once you're saved, you know, he's got to work out, he's got to work, put the new man in your soul and your mind and your body. He's got to work that into your, your whole being. So the father's not only my spirit is alive unto him 100%, but he's working in my soul what's pleasing to him. He's working in my mind what's pleasing to him. He's working in my body what's pleasing to him. And what pleases him in my body? That it's healthy. You know, I'm 76. Praise God. I can't wait to be 80. I'm serious. I know people that, ah, oh, you're weird. No, I think you're weird, like Brother, H Brother <laughs> Andrew says. At 50, I don't know why I did this. I said, you know what? I'm going to be better at 60. When I was 60, I said, I'm going to be better at 70. When I was 70, I said, I'm going to be better at 80. And I'm six years, I'm four years away from that. And I guarantee you, I am better now at 76 than I was at 70. I believe it. I know my wife says, oh, I want to be 80 years old. But I'm like, what's the big deal? I'm not expecting anything other than I'm going to be better at 80 than I am at 70. Why? Covenant. Father's working in me. And it's pleasing to him that I be better at 80 than I am now. That's pleasing to him. So therefore, I can accept the promise. So you got to say, not only now, we're corporately, I'm talking corporately, we've got an ark, a, a, a safe place for kids and youth and children. And we're all a part of that. And now, individually, God says, I'm going to work in you what's pleasing to me. Now let's make it corporate. I'm going to work into you, beloved church, as a body, what's pleasing to me. What is pleasing to him? That we have built ourselves in love. That we, from Christ the head, we walk in that who we are to make the body complete. That's pleasing to the Father, but it's the Father that will make it happen if we will walk in the promises of his covenant. By covenant, he says, individual, I'm going to make it corporate now. He says, by covenant, he says, beloved church, I'm working in you as a body what's pleasing to me. So he works individually so that he can work corporately. And one of the things he's saying is body, beloved, my body, I'm working in you to love that ark because it's pleasing to me. And that's not pleasing to me. Well, you're out of covenant. <laughs> I'm serious. You're out there where you shouldn't be complaining. If you don't agree, keep, put some duct tape on your mouth and keep quiet. <laughs> and sure enough, when you begin to see the miracle unfold, you'll repent and say, Lord, I was wrong. You're a part of a great big miracle. 
and you're a part of making it happen. All, some of you have been over there working hard. You're already making it happen. You're invested in the miracle. You're invested in the promise. And God wants all of us invested in this because it's a part of the vision of this house. And all of us by covenant then is to do our part in fulfilling that part of the vision. That ought to be exciting to you. Now, if you've been dragging your feet on it, you need to repent. You need to say, Lord, I'm sorry, I've had the wrong attitude towards this. Last year, <laughs> you guys went through hell that first school year. I'm serious. You know that. You fought. <laughs> what you guys did, I, I, I'm just sitting there. I shake my head. When I saw the faithfulness, all of you, Pastor Steve, sacrificing for your kids, sacrificing financially, sac whatever you had to sacrifice, it's, you got to look something. It was a miracle you made it through last year. Why? Because I want you to hear this. By covenant, you were doing that which was pleasing to the Father. And by covenant then, he has said, I'm going to make sure I'll equip you with what you need. I guarantee you a year ago, you had no idea that a year later you're going to have a school building. Am I right? How many a year ago thought by next year, school year, we're going to have our own elementary school building with a gym and the whole nine yards? I mean, if you saw it a year ago, bless you because you're, you're, in, you're in God's vision. But I guarantee you, you didn't see it. Then all of a sudden, it became a reality. We can have this for that? That's peanuts compared to what that thing would cost you to build. And now watch this. this. By the time, when you possess the land, when you possess that building... There will come a new building. But God's going to see how you treat that miracle before he gives you another miracle. See what I'm saying? What an opportunity. I'm excited, man. I'm going to keep calling and saying, how are things going? I don't have nothing to do. I think I'll come and help you. I'm invested in this. I am in, you don't understand how much I'm invested in this. And, and uh, then, then, so God is working in us that which is pleasing through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. See, the, the blood covenant, it came through the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. And so part that blood covenant is, it allows the Father by His Spirit to work in us what's pleasing to Him. That's covenant, and it was made possible through the blood of Jesus. So I want everything that's in the blood covenant, I want to walk in it. I'm not there perfectly yet, but I guarantee you this. I believe in this blood covenant. That's why I don't worry. I don't fret. Because I have to, when I have the opportunity to do that, and we all do, when we walked in there Thursday night and saw the kitchen left in ill repair, <laughs> Your heart wants to sink and say, oh, man. But watch what God can do 
without what you were depending on. And watch how he can change the whole situation. But, but yeah, it, it was disheartening to go in there and see that. But you know what? Quickly, when I walked in that gym, it's just bam. Now I've got vision. Now I see, Father, whatever they took out, you're going to put back and it's going to be better than what was in there. I already see it. You think those classrooms, yeah, they need a lot of work, but wait till the Father's through with it through you. I'm excited. And, and for you individually, too, you've got to take, I, that's why I have to go back. What a point I'm making is I had to go back to this. When I was talking with Steve yesterday, I said, Steve, God changed my message. You know why? Because he took me back to covenant. And he said, Father, he said, son, I, I want you to tell those people, I, by covenant, will supply everything they need. And I'm, I'm going to work in them much pleasing as a body. And I'm going to do all of this because of the blood's covenant of my son. So we're, we're in a living miracle situation. How many of you are hearing what the Spirit's saying to you? Well, the rest of you will get it. Here's what I want you to do. If you've never known these scriptures, 13, 20, and 21 of Hebrews, this is the blood covenant that the Lord promised us through Jesus Christ eternally. That means eternally the Father's going to be working in us. Eternally he's going to be, Steve and I was talking about this, think when there's a new heaven and a new earth. Wow. See, first Adam was confined to the earth. We're not. So I can see, wow, uh, son, I want you to go. See that galaxy way over there? I want you to go. Now watch this. Spirit is faster than light. Amen. So by the spirit, I say, yes, Father, zip, I'm right there. I don't know what all is going to happen. Maybe you'll say, well, I want you to name these planets. Or I want you to do that. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's eternal. The blood covenant's eternal. If you're struggling, that's okay. There's no condemnation. If you don't quite yet say, well, I don't know. You know, this thing's been kind of wild. Go to the blood covenant and read it and read it. You say, how often? I've been reading it two or three times a week for 40 years. Why? Because I live by these promises. And all I have to know is, Father, am I in your will? Once I know I'm in his will, then I know by experience, then God, then you're going to supply it. We just put <laughs> in April, March, we just put another 38,000 in our sound system. So now we've got 68,000 in the sound system. It's all paid for. It's all paid for. Because we knew we had to do We had to do it, really. I mean, we had cables that were so old. Sound men said, the guy, we, we did it. We did it with a wireless system. Because those old cables were, some of them were 30 years old. It's a miracle they even worked. Do you hear what the Spirit is saying? That those who have spiritual ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to you as a body. You've got a miracle 
You take care of that miracle and God will give you a greater one. Everything you need is going to come. Everything. And here's the good news. That's only a part of the vision. You know, this weekend you've got some juice to make up. Somehow with what we thought we had is not there. God's going to say, now watch what I can do this week. So it's going to take some blood, work, and tears. I guarantee you that. But you're going to make, it's going to happen. I wish I was here to drink some of that juice. It sounds so good. Why? Because if it's God's will, by covenant, he's going to make sure he provides a way for you to make it happen. Has this blessed you? Young lady, you're such a blessing to God. I see nothing but a tender heart in you. Like a Mary that, you know, Martha invited Jesus into the home, but Mary sat at his feet and learned. You're like a Mary. You're hungry for God. I see you sitting at the feet of Jesus. You love him so much. Honey, he has such a plan for your life. Just stay humble like you are and pure. Wait and see what God does with your life. It's going to be amazing. In fact, there's some desires in you that Jesus says, yeah, I'm going to do them. I'm going to do them. I just know this. Dorothy and I love you. We're in a covenant love. And as the honor of being a grandparent, grandpa and grandma, it's a privilege to come here and give God's promise to Pastor Steve and to all of you that that's the will of God. And he will equip you with everything you need to turn that into a place of excellence. And I know individually the Father has said to you that, look, some of you, maybe the Lord has said something to you and it seems so big. But if all you have to do is go back to the covenant. Father, I believe you said this. Now, by covenant, you're going to equip me with everything good to do it. Whether it be finances, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. And by the way, Father, you're working in me. That, and you know what pleases the Father? Faith. So that grace can abound towards us and do everything he wants to do in our lives. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. Such a good God. It costs you the blood of your beloved son to make this covenant. I pray that everybody in here begins to would humble themselves and say, Father, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got saved. I got born again. But I've not honored your covenant. 
I turn, I repent right now, Father, because I want to walk in the covenant promises because that's pleasing to you. Make it real, Father, in everybody's hearts through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of His life-changing Word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the Father desires for you to have. We love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.